no, I, I forgot I have a new intro to do. Shit. I'm going to write that thing down. Fuck. Just freeform jazz it. I can't do that. I don't know how. Where's the thing? Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we take a deep dive into the darkest recesses of the internet and try to find anything interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff Kowalski. I'm Louisa Heron. You guys didn't do cool hacker names this week. Oh, right. Doing that no, I just forgot. I you never do. Yeah, but you should, though. I know, but I don't remember because I'm reading my thing off a book. <laughs> Is there right a- on your book. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what would happen is that I'd write a, in a note, like, make up a cool hacker name, and I'd read all the way up to that note, and yeah. then be like, uh, I'm, and I'm Computer Boy. Computer <laughs> Boy is pretty good. Yeah. Computer Boy is a hacker name. No, you know what you should be? You should be Auto Oh, that's pretty good. Because <laughs> you love cakes in little cases, also. I do, that's true. And I'll, um, I'll be Decepta Jeff. <laughs> Enemy of the automats. <laughs> the Santa Jeff isn't even anything. <laughs> no, it's not. It's fine. It's probably fine. Could you do? Could you be Decepta Kowalski? <laughs> that's that almost better. something. Megatron. No, that's. <laughs> Hold on. And I'm Godzilla. <laughs> Wait, what? Godzilla's not a robot. Godzilla's a great hacker name, though. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you spelled it Gojira or like with Japanese letters, that would be that would make it an especially good hacker name for. I think I think yeah. Mothra might be a better hacker name. As I'm thinking about it, I think it might be Mothra. <laughs> This is a good one. I forget the hacker name that um, the main character has in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, but it's something very stupid. Mm. Worse than Acid Burn? Ugh, that's still the best. Yes. <laughs> Much worse. Oh, man. The people who wrote Hackers, I want to meet- I want to see what the writer's room for Hackers was like. Mm, it's just one person, probably, right? <laughs> Maybe. And it was one person who has never used a computer, is my guess? Yeah, well, it was the time when computers were cool, but no one knew what they were doing. Had it anybody used me- a computer in 1995? <laughs> it reminds me a lot of the, like, when you read old comic books and superheroes all got their powers from, like, the mystics of the Orient, and you're like, <laughs> Yeah. Now you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Did, had anyone met somebody from China before writing this? Because that's not, like, they're just people, too. Yeah. We're all people. I do like when that changed to the excitement about outer space, where suddenly everything is just gamma rays or whatever. Yeah, yeah. do you think we're going to have a similar regret looking back on the Fantastic Four once we all eat gamma rays for breakfast every day? <laughs> yeah, yeah, once once we're, once we're all of our spaceships are bombarded by cosmic rays, we'll think that it was pretty foolish to think that you would turn into a rock man from that. Yes, it's true. But the thing that makes me furious, oh, we've devolved into comic book talk so fast that it's 100% Do you want me to bring us back to hackers? Well, uh, hold on, I want to finish my- I do want to talk about comic books, though. (laughs) That's the the issue. The fact of the matter is that I can't believe that with all of the new superhero stuff coming out over the past 5-10 years, um, they didn't come up with something else other than Orientalism mysticality for a lot of people. For Doctor Strange and Iron Fist especially. Yes! The thing is, what they should have done is just said, no, we're not gonna do that because it's racist and terrible, we can do much better, but they would never because people will complain that they didn't stick to the old shit. What they should have done is had Doctor Strange be like, I need to to go to Nanda Parabat and learn the mystic ways. It's the DC and universe. Up, 
What? <laughs> what? Oh, what's what's the equivalent in Marvel? I don't remember or care. Oh, okay. So it was important for you to correct me, but not important for you to know the correct answer. Yeah, I just I wanted to make sure that you knew that you were wrong. Okay. But I also was not correct. Yes. Right, stately Xanadu, go on. Anyway, yeah, he goes up to Xanadu and he's like, I'm gonna learn this mystic powers from mystics, and then he goes in and it's a science lab and they're like studying like you know, Mjolnir. They have Mjolnir hooked up to a computer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that would be way better if it was like, what? No, why would we know magic more than you guys? No, we're scientists and we're very smart, and that's why we know how to do magic. And you're I, a surgeon. Why don't you quit fucking around and go back yeah. to being a surgeon? Hey, you want to save some lives, dick? <laughs> I thought, Matt, your least favorite thing was uh, magic is just science we don't understand yet. I don't mind it most of the time. The thing that I w- that made me angry was when they tried to pull that shit with Thor because, and I know that this was in the comics as well, but for a lo- for a while in the comics, they had the sheer gall that I respected to just be like, no, Thor is just the god Thor. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they they sort of walk the line where they're like, Thor's the god Thor, and also he lives in space. I don't mind that so much, because it it, it enables you to keep all the stuff about, no, he's the one people worship, yeah, all that's true, and he does have powers, but also he's an alien, you just don't know about his race, so don't worry about it. Yeah, that all makes some amount of sense until you think about, for one second, the idea that this means that Thor, the Thor that's the superhero from the the comics and the movies, uh, you know, one, two thousand years ago, traveled to Earth and just, like, fucked around with humans a lot for a long time time yeah. and like he was trying wasn't... to find himself that was his mystic quest <laughs> okay but that's fine but then he just left and was like mm, i'm done with earth now <laughs> and then 2000 years later he's like oh actually earth is cool yeah i do that stuff all the time with the things that i'm <laughs> super excited about <laughs> and also like you know odin is dying and handing down his throne to thor and then thor is having all of these upheavals and stuff but like a lot of shit seemed to happen to thor and odin 2000 years ago and then it was just pretty calm for a long time and now a bunch of shit is happening again yeah you know seems normal (laughs) yeah i mean it's like whenever they do uh flashbacks to thor being young it's always fun because he is like very much uh just hanging out with vikings and drinking and fighting monsters because earth is more fun than asgard but they show you Thor as a little kid. So was that like uh, like 11,000 years ago? <laughs> yeah, he was riding dinosaurs, don't you remember? And like, so Loki has been, like, in a way, Loki's anger towards everyone becomes a lot more understandable when it's not like, I've been waiting to be king for 100 years, but like, I've been waiting to be king for 85,000 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, oh, okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> I think in Infinity War, Thor says that he's 1,500 years old. Yeah, I just wait, looked it up, and the canonical age, according to Marvel, oh, of Thor is 1,000 years, which makes <laughs> no fucking sense at all. He's a lot younger than Jesus, is what you're telling me? <laughs> He's, a, he's a lot younger than Jesus. B, he wasn't born when the Thor myths on Earth happened. Oh my god, suddenly it makes so much sense that those 60s comics had him talking like he was in a Shakespeare play. Yeah. Yeah, he probably hung out with Shakespeare when he was a teenager. Yeah. And he wanted to look cool, so he's like, no, actually, I'm a thousand years older than you, and I'm a Viking. <laughs> 
Oh, Ugh. man, I kind of want to pull that move now. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <clears throat> it would be very, uh... I, I feel like a, a, at first everyone would call me on it, but after a while, if I really committed to it, <laughs> I could get people on board. Maybe yeah. that is a Viking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one can say for sure. Yeah. So when, um, I mean, all the Thor stuff, does it take place before Jesus in the mythology, actually? I mean, the first Thor myths were from, like, 2000-ish years ago, so right, but just before the the fictional Jesus time of being alive. (laughs) The time wasn't fictional. Yeah, the real Thor, (laughs) as opposed to the fictional Jesus, (laughs) even though they are functionally the same character. They're both the son of God and have a big lightning hammer. Yeah, remember when Jesus killed all those giants? <laughs> so awesome. Remember when Jesus teamed up with the Incredible Hulk? I loved that. <laughs> I mean, but that's not that far from what they're doing yeah. with people like Thor and Hercules. Yeah. yeah true. Oh man, they, um, in the recent Hercules comic book, they, like, sort of soft rebooted him. He was like, I'm tired of everyone thinking I'm a joke. I'm gonna be like a serious superhero. I'm gonna quit drinking. Uh, and he became Gilgamesh's sponsor. <laughs> um, <laughs> because Gilgamesh was like, uh, uh, nobody remembers me at all, and I would like to uh, not be a drunken loser like you have been also. Please help me, Hercules. Oh that was very God. fun to me. But, yeah. Hold on, is this... Is Hercules Marvel? Yes. Well, oh, so they they never have to confront the issue of Wonder Woman. DC DC has one too, and he's a Wonder Woman enemy. Okay, well that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, that actually Hercules being an enemy makes me pretty happy. Yeah, yeah he, he tricked um, her. He tricked her mom and stole her uh, magic belt, right? Yes. Just what so we don't layers? get tweets, I want to make a uh, correction. The first records of Thor existing in any literature are from about 700 AD. Oh wow. Okay, so, so it's, it, it's later than I thought. It, then, Another but problem, though, is with uh, Norse uh, texts that they were all destroyed when Christianity yes. came along, so there's only the Elder Edda and the Younger Edda, so... Yeah, apparently the first... This is the most Thor thing I've ever read in my life. <laughs> apparently the oldest record of Thor uh, is from a, uh, a story carved into a bone... <laughs> Nice. Sure. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I guess the Infinity War age is the most accurate one, if you're gonna come up with one. And what's that? 1,500 what? years. He says when he's talking to Rocket, he's like, I'm 1,500 years old. Like, I could just keep going. Like, it doesn't matter if sad things happen to me. That's still not old enough. Like, <laughs> by quite a bit. No, five... <laughs> If 500 AD is before 700 AD. Wait. Yes, but 500 AD is not 1500 years ago. Excuse me? <laughs> well, okay, yes, yes, okay, but... Okay, 1518 AD, my bad, 1519 yeah. AD. <laughs> I like that we're dealing with some very complicated concepts, but also we're like, how do years work? <laughs> we don't yeah. remember... You made me doubt myself enough that I typed in 2018 minus 1500 into Google. Yeah, no, I was thinking about... uh, Yeah, sorry. I was thinking about BC, not AD, and that was the thing that confused me, so that's my bad. So, the guy who wrote Hackers wrote one other movie. Do you want to guess what it is? You each get one guess. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, Louisa, are you ready? 
Yes, I don't remember what the movie's called. Okay. I'm describe it. He wrote a movie. It came out in 1999. Hackers came out in 95. It is the only other movie he wrote. Uh, Matt, your guess. No, Louisa, you go first. Okay. Um, that one where Hugh Jackman's a hacker. What's that one called? Password, password, swordfish, swordfish, swordfish? Jesus. Yeah, it's called Password, 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 Swordfish, Swordfish. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> that sounds like Louisa trying to enter the password for her bank account. <laughs> Swordfish. No, no, no. Swordfish. The person on the phone's like S W A. No, the dollar sign. Come on. Capital W. Love it. No, he did not write Swordfish. Matt, your guess. Venom. Yeah, Venom from 1999. No, he wrote The Rage Carry Two. Oh, um, which was stupid. also a crazy bomb that was uh, nobody liked. Yes. Well, he got a second chance, so that's the important thing. So now, <laughs> and now he that squandered it. <laughs> so now that we're here, I want to transition into the thing that got me through this week, which is yeah. that I was on an airplane and I watched the movie Venom. Oh yeah, that movie um, is uh, very stupid and enjoyable. It's awful. It's <laughs> so bad. Yep. And hating it really gave me some strength. <laughs> Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, first of all, I cannot believe, I genuinely think Jenny Slate is a hilarious comedian, and, like, her stuff on Parks and Recreation still makes me laugh when I remember it. <laughs> when she's like, money please! <laughs> yeah. Why, yeah, That's but fantastic. why was she in this movie? <laughs> why was she in this movie? Why was she cast in this movie as a strictly dramatic character with absolutely no humor to them whatsoever, where we are supposed to believe that she is a woman, a scientist, whose family is being threatened with death by a millionaire. Hmm. What? This one, you know, Cal Penn kicking the shit out of Superman. Is that one Superman movie? Yeah! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Superman Returns? Was that that I one? Yes, sure. Oh, Wait, God, the memories of it are fading from my mind as I try to think about that, it. Was yeah. that the one with Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was Where that? Lois Lane is, is like, Superman's gonna save me, and he's like, wrong! Guys, do you remember how that fucking movie had Lois Lane have a kid yeah. and they tried to make it a twist <laughs> yes. that it was Superman's kid? We what the fuck? At least twice. <laughs> yeah. I, we're yeah, all supposed to act totally surprised, like, oh, I had no idea when at the end he, like, throws a piano at Lex Luthor or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yikes. Yikes at Daisy. Anyway, also... <laughs> Also, it makes me sad that Venom um, is, like, hugely successful because it really shows that your movie ha can be absolute garbage, but with good action sequence and still be successful, which is the worst kind of superhero movie, in my opinion. Uh, I, I think worse than that is a movie that is bad and has bad action sequences, which also those movies get to be successful. Um... I I assume that this is a veiled uh, attack on my favorite superhero movie, Rise Rise of the Silver Surfer, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> uh, I was more thinking about like the Transformers franchise and Man of Steel. Oh my god, we have to stop considering Transformers as part of superhero movies. They are not. Yeah, uh, they have. Okay, first off, they come from space like most superheroes, and they have a superpower, which is to see a car and be able to turn into it. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> No. They uh, do have to see the car. You see them scan it in the movie no, and be like, ooh, that looks like think, a sexy car. And then they turn into it. 
you genuinely think that's the thing that I had a problem with? <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, wasn't it? Well, your favorite superhero, the Silver Surfer, comes from space. That's true. Venom and came suppose- from space, your second favorite superhero. <laughs> And he could probably turn into a car. Actually, either of them could turn into a car, probably, if they needed to. <laughs> I think yeah, the power right, cosmic allows you to turn car. into whatever you want. A slime probably. car. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> gross. Both of them can only turn into a slime car. It's the grossest yeah. possible phrase, I think. <laughs> I feel like there was an article that was going around a little while ago about why, um, like, even though there are people in conservative politics who think that they are funny and are, like, trying to do jokes, the reason that they can't be funny is because they fundamentally misunderstand what funny means. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I felt that way watching Venom also, <laughs> because <laughs> there's a lot of quote-unquote jokes where, like, you see Tom Hardy jumping into a lobster tank and eating lobsters alive, and we're supposed to be like, ha-ha-ha, that is upsetting, <laughs> though. <laughs> Actually, right? What's the actual joke there? Yeah, that does sound pretty upsetting. It was better done in Splash, the greatest superhero movie of all time. Oh, I agree with that, for sure. Uh, I... Think Do you that- think Tom Hanks is Namor? Sorry, I just wanted to pause here. Yeah. Jeff. We've Tom already had Hanks. this discussion. Why hasn't Tom Hanks been in any superhero movies? This is a crime. Mm, he was in Toy Story. Oh, he should play he should play when they eventually inevitably do the Uncle Ben flashback. He should play Uncle Ben. Ooh, Actually that's a really good idea. No, God damn it. it. That no, wouldn't I work because Marissa Tomei is uh like twelve years younger than him, and that would be gross to me. No, yeah. here's here's what I want. They make a final uh, Iron Man movie and Iron Man's deadbeat brother turns up and it talks. <laughs> and he drinks all the vanilla and the, the <laughs> yes! cabinet. Oh, yes! Fuck! Okay, wait. How about this? Colin Hanks as Uncle Ben in the flashback. <laughs> 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 He's about- 41, it would fit pretty well age-wise. Okay. Now, I'm more familiar with the DC Universe than the Marvel Universe, so you're gonna have to go with me. I'm jumping genres okay. and I'm aware of it. Uncle Ben is Spider-Man's uncle, and he dies. No. So are you what? with me so far? Jeff, let me finish my joke before you start <laughs> not making a joke. I was talking. interrupting you with a joke, okay. as if that's what you were uh, going to okay. uh, talk about. Okay. <laughs> that would be more of a joke if you didn't do that not as a joke all the time. <laughs> Um, anyway, no, okay, in the DC universe, there's a character who maybe trained Batman to box, depending on what you read, called Wildcat, who's, like, an older dude, uh, and now he's, like, retired from superheroing, and Tom Hanks would be good as that. Yeah, that would be fun. Sure. Uh, I have to go let my cat into the room, I'm sorry. He keeps meowing. Could Tom Hanks play Zatanna's dad? Yes! He's some kind of, like, Dr. Orpheus, right? Yeah, he's, like, a stage magician who knows real magic but still does fake stage magic. Mm-hmm. I that love would be the idea good. of that. I mean, I know that's what that movie was based on. The Prestige or is it The Illusionist? Eat one of those. Catch me if you can. No, sure. no. I, that's Literally, that's actually not the one I meant. What's the one? Now you see me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also either The Prestige or The Illusionist, one of those, and I didn't see either one, yeah. also deals with the idea of using real magic to do bullshit fake magic. Yes. <laughs> that that's is one of my favorite believe, things, though. I can't believe they already haven't made a Zatanna movie, and they should, and Tom Hanks should play the the great... What's the Zatara? Name? Zatara, yeah. Great gazoo. Uh, yeah. But we have the perfect person to cast as Zatara, and it's Sasha Baron Cohen. Mm. No thanks. Nah. 
I'm over it. He would only have to be in the movie for ten minutes, and then he gets shot by muggers or whatever, whatever superhero <laughs> origin Zatanna has. Yeah, he gets shot by <laughs> Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing you can't do with your close-up illusion magic. Fight <laughs> someone with a gun. Yeah. Yeah, abracadabra your way out of this, you bastard, and then he oh, gets shit, shot. I can't remember, I can't remember <laughs> how to say gun backwards fast enough. <laughs> Fuck, dead. Yeah, the gun turns into chicken nuggets because his magic doesn't work right. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, that's a very good joke for people who are extraordinarily familiar with the niche powers of one minor <laughs> DC character. Uh, Zatanna has possibly the dumbest expression of a superpower, but boy, I still like it. I j- I would love if they made a lighthearted, sort of in the style of. I really hope this new. Um, uh, Shazam Captain Marvel movie is going to be good uh, because I like the idea of DC being a little bit more lighthearted with their clearly ridiculous characters. God, yes. Yeah. And it would be very good if they did a Zatanna movie that was in the same sort of uh, comedic vein where she's just like, wait, my, yeah. all my superpowers is that if I say something backwards, it happens? Fuck. Well, what if you did it like a Teen Wolf style movie where she finds out from her dad after she starts having weird things happen at school that actually she's a magician? The problem there is that I can see in my mind's eye so clearly that it would absolutely be true a sequence where she's walking around and she just for fun says things backwards and then they start happening and she's like, why is that happening? And then they try to sell us on the idea that teens sometimes just say things backwards for fun. Yeah, you slang, you don't understand. And, uh, <coughs> zoomers. <laughs> that's what I think. Yeah, that's probably it. Oh, God. Um, Matt, did you see Aquaman? I did, yes. Okay, how did you feel about it? We've already talked about uh, it. I thought it was better than Venom. <laughs> yes, I agree that it was- I think that Venom, uh, is accidentally enjoyable to watch, and mostly because of how stupid it is. Okay, one last thing I want to say about Venom before we get off of it. I mean, I could talk for a long time because it's so bad, I- I was stunned that it was still a movie somehow. It made a billion dollars, and it stars two, like, Academy Award-nominated actors. It's baffling. Everything <laughs> about this movie makes no sense, including the fact that the music over the end credits... Yeah, I've heard about it. I don't know if it's... I had not heard about it ahead of time. It's Eminem doing a rap about the events of the movie. It sounds like Eminem... Okay. It is Eminem doing a rap about the events of the movie, which is fine. I mean, that's crazy, but fine. But the thing about it is, is that the the only part of the song you can actually understand what he's saying is when he goes, Venom, Venom, go out there and get him. What the fuck, man? It's yeah. so... Did you do that? I love it's, that we're going back to Will Smith uh, recounts the plot of the movie in the, yeah. the end style oh uh, movie songs. I love it. Oh. There but, is no world in which someone could have come up with something as funny as that as a joke. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's what I I started laughing on the plane. Everyone around me looked at me like I was crazy, but I couldn't stop laughing at the idea that like they made this movie when they thought that this was going to be like a, a scary movie style parody of superhero movies and then they rewrote the entire movie but we're like uh I guess we'll use the same song though Yeah, God. you're going to pay for that song. Yeah, Eminem is going to be really upset if you can't use that <laughs> yeah, song. Yeah, you can't make him feel bad. We don't want him to do one of his famous diss tracks against us. Yes. 
Oh man. So anyway, I highly recommend Venom. It's terrible. It's just Great. it's just the pets, you guys. It's okay. it somehow manages to be bad, even though there is, as people said online, a part where Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock makes out with Venom. You'd think that would be like cool or interesting, but then it happens in the movie and you're like, that's not as cool as people online made it seem like it would be. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie, but I have seen the gif of that and it looks gross. <laughs> Yeah, it's just his girlfriend has Venom on her, and he makes out with her, which is not as weird or funny. Yeah. <laughs> they have to make yeah. sure it's not also, gay, but that's extremely gay, right? Yeah, Venom's uh, pretty homoerotic. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that would have been a more interesting tack to take with it. Also, the fact that when the girlfriend has Venom on, like, it is extremely form-fitting, and you see all of her boobs, like, you mm-hmm. didn't need to do that, Venom. We saw you get as big as a bus earlier. <laughs> could have just been in normal clothes. Oh man, that post credit scene too is, oh. It contains maybe the worst wig I've ever seen anyone <laughs> wear in a movie. It's as if they were like, hey Woody Harrelson, we're gonna cast you in this movie, we haven't decided if we want you to be Carnage or Ronald McDonald yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just dub in later your character's name, but please, wear this red afro wig. Also, why is a, like, gotcha journalist, investigative reporter interviewing somebody on death row? Also, why did that person on death row request him as the person to do the interview? Also, why- Why any of it? To request anyone to interview him, he's on death row! I would have, all they had to do was have Eddie Brock be like, after my big breaking story on the Life Corporation, I'm doing a true crime podcast. Then I would have been like, yeah, okay, that makes absolute sense. Of course, that's what he's doing next. Yeah. Also, it it was heavily implied that Carnage was like, I'm going to invite Eddie Brock to do my interview so that I can get his Venom suit and become Carnage. But like, how would he have known it? Yeah, how would he know it? (laughs) Like, we didn't, we, the audience, were supposed to be surprised that Eddie Brock still had Venom in him. Listen, yes. Eddie Brock is and always will be Topher Grace. Hashtag not my Eddie Brock. <laughs> this guy. This Tom uh, Hardy guy. Is that, the, is that the worst casting uh, in any superhero movie ever? <laughs> I think, okay. Maybe here, Tom Hanks as Eddie Brock. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I love I that. Th- I think that it was kind of smart, actually, because Topher Grace was one of the people they considered to be Spider-Man originally. See, it's it's clever. Is it smart, though? Because the thing is, it's a joke. And that joke is funny for a tenth of a second, and then you still have a lot of movie left to watch. I like it. Yeah. They, gave it they gave him a simple comic book style character, which is that he's a weaselly guy people don't really like, and, like, that worked. The movie would have been better if they played up the fact that Eddie Brock was supposed to be sort of like, if Peter Parker did have good parents. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I like the fact that Venom, the idea is Peter Parker is a guy who has a lot of, like, physical power, but hides it and doesn't use it, and Eddie Brock is a guy who really throws his weight around, and so mm-hmm. Venom is like, oh yeah, I, I like this guy because I want to be able to use physical power like he does as, as opposed to be sticking around with Spider-Man. And so, the idea that Topher Grace, who's possibly the only guy who looks like more of a weenie than <laughs> Um, uh, Toby uh, Maguire. Toby Maguire, thank you. Is like, oh yeah, this is the bully I want to be attached to. <laughs> this is the real meathead I want. No, I think that makes perfect sense. A guy who really, really is invested in having a lot of physical power because he's very small. He, but no, ah, uh, no. 
Just no. Anyway. Just me. What got you through the week then, Louisa? Uh, I started watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, yeah, okay. On recommendations from lots of people, including you, Matt. And I have good. not seen it, but Jen likes it a lot. Yes, it is good. I do enjoy it. <clears throat> um, yeah, uh, I... Oh, sorry. No, I was just gonna say, the thing that started me off was not remembering what service it was on and spending mm, 20 <laughs> minutes booting up Netflix and searching and then Hulu and searching. Just and Google Amazon. it. Well, I was, every time I was sure, like, okay, well, it's this one then. It's, but no. It's still baffling to me. Roku has this thing where mm-hmm. you can just go up to the top of the whole, the, the base, like the home screen interface and type in the name of a movie or TV show and it brings up a list of all the services where that is streaming and if it costs money, how much it costs. And it's unbelievable to me that every service doesn't have that. Yeah. yeah. I think PlayStation tries to do that a little, but everything about the UI for everything on the PlayStation network is a nightmare. And PlayStation does a thing where you type in like, oh, I really want to watch that thing you do. This happened to me the other day. Yeah, I really want to watch that thing you do. (laughs) You type in that thing you do, and then it says at the top, oh, available to buy from the PlayStation store for $14.99. And that's it. And then I go to Amazon, it's like, oh yeah, $6. (laughs) Well, fuck you then, PlayStation. You didn't tell me where it was. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy as well. IMDB used to have a little chart where you go to their website to see a movie, and it would tell you like what services had it available for what price and yeah. they don't do that anymore either. I don't is there some reason why people are not allowed to do that anymore because it's such a useful thing. I think they just want <laughs> you to get it from there or to give up and watch something else on their service <laughs> if they don't have it. And I I know there's that <clears throat> can you stream it uh, website, but it's garbage. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, so it's bad. not good. <clears throat> the interface is terrible. Mm-hmm. So if anyone out there wants to make a million dollars, just make a website or make an app where you can just and it links you to if you have that app installed, it links you to that app. Just do it. How are they going to get this million dollars when the app or the website is going to have to be free? Uh, ad revenue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that won't fuck anything up. It'll well, still be perfectly good to use. <laughs> there are there are free sites and apps that use ads that it's not it doesn't instantly turn it into like a GeoCities website from 1999. <laughs> That's true, but how well do you think they get any uh, feedback on those ads? Like, but that's the way that internet financing works these days, yeah. is that you could be like, if you can prove that you have traffic, even if no one actually goes yeah. to the ads, that people will still pay you for ads on your site. Yeah. You, can, you can get a whole ass TV deal just by having like 100,000 Twitter followers. Yeah. What's the future, do you think, for ads? Because, like, this is obviously not working anymore, but... I feel like the future could be advertising to people what they actually want, which like, there are things I would like to see an ad for. Oh, hey, 20% off these things. And I'd be like, oh, shit, yeah, I do want those things. But Google tries to do that. <laughs> yeah, I know they try. Oh, man, it's just such a bad system. I don't know how you do more without invading people's privacy even more, though. We keep on building our new versions of ads on top of the failed old versions of ads, though, because I feel like yeah. when ad men really became a thing in, like, the 50s and 60s. The whole concept was well, there are people out there making things but other people don't know that those things exist and so we need to let people know, oh, there is a soap specifically for your shoes or whatever. (laughs) So like, ads were just like letting people know that a service existed and then it spun out of control into like, we need to force people to want the thing even though they don't. Yeah, and that it's just as good to get people to hate a commercial as to love it. I don't understand that either. Yeah, and then like you know, if we can trick people into thinking that the thing that we have does the thing that they want, even though it doesn't, we can still make money somehow. Um, yeah. 
It all sucks. <clears throat> so I'm saying I think the future of ads, if if we want to, if we wanted to like sharpen up our guillotines and kill all of the people <laughs> who are bad in the world, which I still think we should do, mm-hmm. we should future, at least consider it. Yes, the future of ads would be going back to okay. Your job is to let everyone who knows that this, that, who wants this thing, know that it exists. Yes. No. Back to basics. I find it doesn't even work if you are proactive about it. Like if you find a uh, online store you really like and you're like, oh yeah, I do want to sign up actually for you to tell me more about it or I want to follow you on Instagram or whatever. And then you still miss out on a bunch of stuff. So it doesn't even help. Yes, it's true. I have a, um, I have some Google alerts set up for things that I like because I want to buy their merchandise if ever new merchandise comes out, like for instance, over the garden wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and first of all, that Google alert is lots of delightful news about the, the people who make creative stuff that I like mixed with the most depressing and squalid news stories from England because it's always like and he stole the baby by hopping over a garden wall. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, but right. also uh, sometimes I'm like oh like I'll, I'll I check that alert whenever it comes up and I usually it's not anything exciting and then I'll look and be like oh there was this very cool over the garden wall poster that I missed a month ago. Yeah. You didn't fuck. what the fuck Google alerts? I This was the the thing you were for. (laughs) It's very bad. But anyway, uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is an enjoyable show, and I recommend it if you like period dramas, which I do. Um, I was very surprised walking past Jen watching it the other day to find out that uh, Jane Lynch is a character on that show, which is great, because Jane Lynch is great. I haven't seen her come up yet, but I'm sure that that is good. It's fine. I was about to go into what she is, but I won't, because I don't want to spoil it. I've only just barely started. It's good, though. Nice to see Alex Borstein getting work. Is it? Uh, I mean, she's okay. Yeah. No, I like her, but also she doesn't really need the paycheck because she's still on Family Guy. She's not the... Who's the one from um, uh, Handmaid's Tale? Uh, Elizabeth Moss? Yeah, she's the main one from Handmaid's Tale. She is, yeah. What do you... What? She's not on Mrs. Maisel. Is that what you're saying? She is. She's also on Mrs. Maisel later. Okay, why are you continuing to do this to me? (laughs) (laughs) These are previews. It's like a trailer. (laughs) I'm just telling you actors who are in it. I don't think yeah, that's I, a spoiler. I think it is. Please don't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, you spoiled the big crossover with Handmaid's Tale. But <laughs> yes. Mrs. But Maisel also, does. in my defense, I've only seen a handful of scenes walking past it, and I thought these were major characters from the beginning, so <laughs> I did not well. know, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, anyway, yes, I, I hear the base premise of it is very infuriating, though, and I think that's why I couldn't watch it. Yeah, it's it's kind of tough always to see a character who's, like, very well off, and then they're like, oh, no, now I need to try to figure out how to make it on my own. Well, you're already rich, though. <laughs> like, do we care if you make it on your own, I guess? Yeah, this is by the same lady who wrote The Gilmore Girls, and that's the problem. I like The Gilmore Girls, but that's also the problem with that show. <laughs> Yeah. It's always like, oh no, Lorelai is in a fix where she has to pay for new plumbing for her hotel. And she could ask her parents who are billionaires and yeah. they would give it to her without asking her, but she really doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. Great. There is quite yeah. a bit of that. So, yeah. But I enjoy it. So. Yep. Uh, I know that my roommates um, begrudgingly watch it because they want to have watched it and, and my mom really enjoys it. <laughs> I think it might be especially hard if you live in New York because uh, they talk about like, oh, they don't don't want this Upper West Side apartment because the powder rooms aren't big enough. They want this other West Upper West Side apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and powder rooms is code for some kind of cocaine den. Probably. <clears throat> did they? Do, did they have cocaine in the forties? <laughs> 
Hold on. I'm going to Google when was cocaine invented. <laughs> yes. I, this is something I never knew I needed to know. But It's got to be pre-1900, I believe. Right? Uh, da, da. Maybe not History. refined that much. Oh, laudanum oh. came first, didn't it? Oh, wait. Use is first. Opium. Then chemistry. There's no history section. Oh, no. History. Discovery. Uh, they discovered, well, the isolation, 1855. Yeah. But yes. was it refined into cocaine? Cocaine was it? first isolated and purified in 1859 by German chemist Albert okay. Niemann. Okay. Oh, really? I got a uh, Frederick Gadke. Um, I guess that was the cocaine alkaloid, which is not the same thing. Right. Cocaine, as we know it today, was first isolated and concentrated from cocoa leaves in 1859 by German chemist Albert Niemann. It was not until the 1880s that it started being popularized in the medical community. Okay, that all makes sense. People by which I assume means uh, doctors doing lines of blow off of nurses' chests. Yeah, pretty much. Have you seen the Nick yet? Because <laughs> maybe you should. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I I I have a weird uh, relationship with gore where I yeah. don't mind seeing Tom Hardy bite off a man's head in a movie, but seeing realistic medical gore makes me very upset. Yeah, yeah. so maybe you don't want to see it because it does have that. Also, it has the fucking saddest ending of any TV show ever. And if anyone who's actually seen to the end of this, I would love to discuss with you if you think there's anything sadder because I cannot believe there is. Well, I don't want to give away anything for people who haven't seen it, but Tom Hanks. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Uncle Ben. <laughs> Which show were you talking about just now? Because as soon as you said it, it left my mind. The Nick. The Nick. Okay. You remember that? Uh, I never watched it, but right. uh, I know John Hodgman is in it for like it's, two it's episodes. A bio, it's a bio series about Nick Cannon, right? <laughs> yeah. That's right. And his days and at Nickelodeon. Oh, did you hear? There's going to be a new uh, All That, and Nick Cannon yes. and Keenan and Kale are going to be involved. I yes. hate that. <laughs> I hate like, all that. I like anything that gives Kel Mitchell work, though. <laughs> There's not going to be a Mystery Men 2 to keep him going. Yeah, but no. you really liked that Pepsi commercial from like 10 years ago. <laughs> Probably. I don't think I saw it, but I like that it existed. In the same way, I'm definitely not going to watch the new all that, but I like that it exists. Yeah, apparently it's supposed to, it is supposed to be for kids, uh, with kids, but also then some of the original people will be involved. For kids with kids, Louisa? I'm not in yeah. favor of babies that. Babies having babies. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah Keenan is going to be the, like, Lorne Michaels of the new series. Yeah. Oh, yes. Not, sorry, I didn't mean Cal Mitchell. I meant Keenan Th Thompson. Thompson, yeah. yes. You don't like Kel. I mean, Kel's fine, but he gets lots of work. <laughs> no, what? No, no, he doesn't. Oh, no, I have it backwards again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Keenan is the one who's been on SNL for like okay. the past 15 years. Yes. He's the successful one. Right. Yeah. I like it. I like both of them a lot, but I feel like Keenan has enough success. <laughs> he's good. Yeah. yeah. He, I don't worry about him like I worry about Kel Mitchell. <laughs> that's fair, but because he's had that success, he can spearhead this all that reboot. Yes, that's true. Oh, so wait, is Kel Mitchell not involved? He is involved. They are both involved. Oh. Involved. Oh, great. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and Nick Cannon is also involved, which is how we got onto this topic. Mm -hmm. And yeah. this is some kind of cannon that fires Santa Claus out of it. Yeah. That's the Nick you wanted to go for? Uh, okay. I, listen, I started making that joke without it, and, and I had to think fast. <laughs> you also didn't have any words by the time you reached the end of this. And yep. That's the, <laughs> that's the Matt Heron special. Jeff, what did you do this week to get through it? Yeah. Uh, so two things are giving me life and strength. One I want to touch on briefly, uh, because I just saw it on social media today. 
Uh, Don Cheadle hosted SNL last night, and he wore a plain black t-shirt that mm. in white text says protect trans kids on it, which I think is a really great thing for someone to do. Hooray. Yeah, he's- um, that's neither here nor there, because the thing that actually got me through this week was yesterday I went to a friend's house and played the unique deck card game Keyforge Call of the Archons. Oh, Archons, surely. <laughs> Probably. Okay. Uh, but these are make-believe words that no one has ever said out loud. I uh, think this Archon- sounds like some real nerd shit. Can you confirm? What? This sounds like some real nerd shit. Yes, it was. It, it's made by Fantasy Flight Games, so okay. that's one strike against it. And it was designed by Richard Garfield, who al- also worked on uh, Magic: The Gathering. So and that's strike two. Uh, yep, he's <laughs> he's a man. <laughs> Who hates Mondays? <laughs> who's standing before you, hating Mondays? <laughs> um, um, and it has some kind of weird uh, cybernetic Viking on the cover. So strike three. Yeah, this is some for real deep nerds. Wowzers! Is it four? <laughs> uh, you know, kind of. I mean, he kind listen. of tried to make the Marvel Thor, Thor a cybernetic Viking. A he is. Bit. Yeah, he's a hundred percent a cybernetic Viking. He has a robot eye now, and in, in the comics, he has a robot arm. Um, yeah. Made of Uru, the same metal as his uh, hammer. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Keyforge is a game where, you know how in Magic the Gathering you buy cards and then build a deck and then play with that deck? Yeah. Sure. In this game, instead of buying randomized booster packs, you buy a randomized deck of cards. You get 37 cards, and it's a 36-card playable deck, and then the 37th card is... Uh, the rule the- to Canasta. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. yeah, weirdly, it's not even like Pinochle or something you want to play. <laughs> yep. uh, you, the 37th card has a list of your cards and a QR code so you can track your unique deck. But there's something like 104 septillion possible deck combinations, and they are algorithmically generated uh, decks. Mm-hmm. Um and they also get a unique card back that is generated by the algorithm and a name. And the deck that I bought and played with yesterday was named Bonnie Notoriana, Jungle Bureaucrat. Okay. Each it of the like decks. Tiger Millionaire from Steven Universe. <laughs> yeah, it's very much. Uh, one of the other people was playing Cook the Furry, like Cook with an E at the end, like it's a name. Like Captain um, Cook? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, it, like, these randomly generated names sometimes have gone really bad for Keyforge because they're randomly generated, but for the most part, it's very fun stuff like that. Uh, and it plays a lot like Magic, and it's surprisingly well-balanced. I was really worried that it would be impossible to play unless you just happened to randomly pull a good deck, but uh, it's fun. Matt, I think you would enjoy it. Is it spelled key K E Y or key C H I? Oh, I wish that the second one was true, but it's key K E Y because the goal of the game is to forge keys to. Let me read the back. One of the Crucible's hidden vaults. Crucible is capitalized. And Archon is spelled A R C H O N. Yes. Okay. Yes, Archon is um, a real word. So your deck was named as if it was a person. Is are you supposed to be playing that person? Yeah, you're playing as one of the Archons who is trying to. Forge Forge keys to open the crucible. Okay. Um, what was yours again? What was your title? Uh, let me pull Jungle up the cards Bureaucrat again. Bureaucrat is the only thing I remember, Jungle which I Bureaucrat. still love. Yeah, that uh, sounds very uh, dictatorship to me. It's like Barbar. Babar? 
Babar, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, you instead went with the catchphrase of barbarians. Yes. <laughs> um, Bonnie, in quotes, Notoriana, jungle bureaucrat. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that definitely sounds like someone who is like Runs a Democrat. <laughs> well, I was thinking like a democratically elected leader in uh, South America that we deposed. Is it possible that this is just that the character that owned the... Uh, the uh, uh, air traffic place in uh, the tailspin. Yeah, that's oh, it. Oh boy, yeah, you got there eventually, huh? What the fuck is it called? <laughs> Airline? I don't. That's not right. I just Club. They're, they're in Cape Suzette because it's a play on Crepe Suzette. Yes. Is it a is it a courier service? I air, guess? Airplane club. <laughs> Air cargo Cargo shipping? sounds right, the word cargo. Yeah. Is, is Tailspin the same thing as Futurama? Do they just run a delivery business? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but the twist is, they're all from Rudyard Kipling classic The Jungle Book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff, you said South American, but as you'll remember from the weird quirk of the English language, we only call things jungles if they're in Africa or parts of Asia. We call them rainforests if they're in South America. Mm. <sighs> yeah, I guess the Amazon isn't a ju- isn't. we don't call it a jungle, huh? No, we don't. So if I wanted to do some kind of jungle boogie, I would need to cross an ocean. Yes. Okay, good to know. You know, Wikipedia offers Amazonia or Amazon Jungle as alternate names, but I don't know that I've ever heard anyone say those. Yeah, I think people are standardizing it more now because they're like, well, it's all one type of ecosystem, though. <laughs> yeah. But traditionally, yeah, jungle has just been Asia and Africa. Rainforest Jun- seems like one of those words that was devised to make us seem less racist, mm-hmm. but it doesn't actually address the core problem of how we use words. Yes. Also, jungle is a way better word. Rainforest sounds terrible. <laughs> Yeah. It reminds you too much of the Rainforest Cafe and their bad chicken fingers. Well, A, there's that for sure. <laughs> B, like, I've been in a deciduous forest in the rain and it sucks. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. It reminds me of every bad camping experience. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay, apparently jungle and rainforest are different. We just use them interchangeably. When we're talking about them on a less than perfectly scientific level, though, we're kind of talking about the same thing. Yeah, well, we're talking luckily, about Luckily, we never talk about anything on less than a purely <laughs> scientific level. Yeah. That's true. That's our uh, promise to the listener. <laughs> so that's my recommendation for Keyforge, which mm. is a pretty fun game that you can play with very little investment because you literally just buy a deck for like $11 and then and that's what you play with, and you can't add or remove cards from it. If you don't like it, then you can just buy a different deck, or if you do like it and you want to play with different decks, you can do that too. It's pretty good. So now you have to be this jungle bureaucrat forever unless you want to buy a new deck? Uh, yeah, pretty much. There are, you know how magic has colors? Mm-hmm. There are, instead of colors in this one, there are houses, and there are seven houses. Five of them are... Hufflepuff. Yeah, exactly. Five of them are pretty much the colors of magic, and then the other one, one is themed after, like, 1950s-style Martians, and the other is sort of uh, Lovecraftian miasma. Hmm. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, real nerd shit for sure. <laughs> yeah, very, very strange because those two are not on theme with the rest very much. <laughs> yep. Uh, all, all right, right is it time? Yeah, we got okay. to. Yeah, all right. oh, damn. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yes. Been a long time, been a long time, been a lonely, 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 lonely time. All right, we got a real weird one here. Nope, that wasn't the link. <laughs> that was just the name of it. Why didn't it copy the link? Uh, okay, here we are. 
I found it. I'm about to get stalling, there. Stalling, stalling. Continuing to stall. I yes. should probably say things that aren't just the word stall. The history of stalling is <laughs> yeah. very interesting because uh, people often stall when they want to pretend that things are not waiting for happening. Yeah, good. Word. Yeah, good. Great. So I got... Cons- well, I'm saying it like the subreddits. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking about the uh, Constructed Worlds wiki today. That's pretty good. We've already touched on this topic a little bit in our ramblings. Yes, it's true. Um, uh, what is this, this, though? I just I was just talking about this in terms of fantasy world building a couple days ago with some friends. So. Now, can I quick ask you guys, is your background all white and everything's like simple with no pictures? Or yes. Am I? Okay. I have an ad for Kingdom Hearts 3 at the top, and I was really excited that this uh, thing would be about the worlds in Kingdom Hearts, which I assume were constructed by some manner of evil wizard or one of his time-traveling clones. It's gotta be If only Yensid, there was a way right? to know, but <laughs> Well, we didn't Yensid. get the Kingdom Hearts wiki, so I guess we'll never find out. That's Correct. gonna be a hell of an episode. Oh, it's yeah. gotta be Yensid. I'm gonna keep saying that. Thank you. I mean, Yensid is a major character, and possibly- so. Like, yeah. He's like- The fact that- they preserved the thing from that dumb Sorcerer's Apprentice cartoon where Yensid is Mickey's teacher and teaches Mickey magic, and that mm-hmm. is a major plot point in Kingdom Hearts, yeah. is crazy. <laughs> no, it's great. Come on. <laughs> what else are you gonna do? Yeah. I love the idea that uh, the main continuity of Kingdom Hearts is a continuation of Fantasia. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Does it? Does yeah. any of it make sense? <laughs> Anyway, I'm waiting for Louisa to describe this page. Yeah, so. I, yeah. Free me from my prison. I would yes. like to, but I got confused because right off, uh, they start <laughs> using a shortened term, con world, <laughs> to mean constructed worlds. <laughs> and yeah. I got confused. <laughs> Con World is a futuristic theme park where uh, robotic artful dodgers <laughs> trick you out of your money. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. <laughs> I really love this new third season of Westworld you've come up with. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. What is conworlding? Conworlding, also called world building, is the process of constructing an imaginary world, sometimes associated within a whole fictional universe. Okay, I'm gonna stop you there. No one has ever called it conworlding. Yeah, I, don't know I what also this page is about. <laughs> was thinking the same thing. I've only ever heard world building. World building is the term that real humans use in the actual Earth world that we live in. Yeah, so these please calm are down, in Wiki. Universe, guys, get, get on board. <laughs> a world of their own construction where words have no meaning. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Here we go. The resulting world may be called a constructed world or a con world. The term world building was popularized at science fiction writers' workshops in the 1970s. Developing an imaginary setting with coherent qualities such as a history, geography, and ecology is a key task for many science fiction or fantasy writers. World building often involves the creation of maps, a backstory, and people for the world. Constructed worlds can enrich the backstory and history of fictional works, and it is not uncommon for authors to revise their constructed worlds when complete, while completing its associated work. Constructed worlds can be created for personal amusement and mental exercise, or for specific creative endeavors such as novels, video games, or role-playing games. I like the subtle shade thrown in there in the middle with the term world-building was popularized at science fiction <laughs> mm-hmm. writers' workshops in the 1970s, as if, like, listen, con-worlding is the term we all know. Yeah. We don't need to explain where it came from, <laughs> yeah. or why it's popular. That's the one we've all been using this whole time. I'm Everyone knows about it. 
But, but listen, I there's do. this other term you might hear that some deep nerds will use, yeah. and that's world building. It's this obscure yeah. compound word that nobody knows about. Invented yeah. by baby boomers and only used by them. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I so. think that some internet nerds discovered world building as the process for making constructed worlds and then shortened it from there very stupidly, but... <sighs> why, why don't they call it wo-booting? <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna do some yeah, Wobu. Yeah, why don't they? <laughs> yeah, don't Wobu. They do <laughs> Wobu does sound like a very filthy sex act a little bit, though. <clears throat> okay. I think it sounds like one of those uh, things that would uh, be like a trend that comes from Japan, like a, a how way to decorate yeah. your house or dress yourself. Uh, yeah, the I Wobu, thought, the Wobu I thought, method. I thought you were coming along on my filthy sex act thing, and we're gonna say the, the name of those balls you put up your butt. <laughs> Is that Wobu? <laughs> They're called testicles, Matt. (laughs) Oh, God! (laughs) You don't understand sex at all! Oh, I hate this. That's so funny, though. I'm very surprised that this thing that's about constructing worlds and creating fantasies has no pictures whatsoever. Not even a colored background. Why? It's not very well constructed. And their image is within... Jeff, 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 Jeff. Edit in a rim shot after I said the... Hold on, let me go around Destiny and look at the time code real quick. <laughs> or uh, you could just edit one in now. Okay. Just put a whole bunch at the end for anything yeah. else we say. About an hour and 45 seconds. All right, let me go to my notes and type that in. Uh, so uh, their logo is a regular human planet Earth within two double brackets. I don't know. It what doesn't that means. just belong to humans, Louisa. Mm. It's all—it's the world for all creatures. Great I believe God gave us dominion over the creatures oh, of fuck, the you're Earth right. I and fish of the sea. Masterful command of scripture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I almost knew part of that quote. <laughs> masterful command the far side of the world. <laughs> Good. Uh, so, but I'm trying so, to ask: Are the oh, double brackets something important within computer code or something? What's that about? No, that's how uh, alt-right people identify uh, no. half Jews. Oh, that's parentheses. <laughs> Let's not break uh, that up. Double brackets around a term in wikis indicates that it is a link to another page. <laughs> Okay. But I don't. I guess like a link to another world is the idea. Maybe. Uh, yeah, that's cute. I do like that. Um, there is a button just above the description Louisa just read, mm-hmm. where there's a field to type something into, and then a, the button says, "Start creating your own world now." Wow. Now hey, what- I'm typing in "ass world" and <laughs> clicking that button. Well, what could you? What could they be wanting me to type into this field? The Should name type- of your world it turns yeah. out. Is it the name? Because I was thinking it was the concept, like a world where marshmallow peeps are good. Go. Yeah. The website just crashes. Sorry, (laughs) can't do can't do that one. Oh no! Now it's it's trying to get me to create a wiki page for that. Oh no! I won't do that. Okay, I've started editing Ass World. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I was gonna say Ass World. Not already a one. I think Jeff has got it right, because not only is that the name, that is also the concept. (laughs) Yep, it's all right in one. It's right there on the tin. Yep. It's just very snakes on a plane. Jeff is very concise in his world building. Yep. Um, So I clicked through, since this website does not deign to give us mere mortals the definition of world building... 
beyond, you know, people came up with it in the 70s. Yes. Wanted to know specifically what this is about. And it is about, like, not world building like you do in a story where you have uh, your characters say some cyber words or talk about how they're smoking cyber cigarettes or watching the cyber news. Uh, it is when you sit down and, like, build a world in which to write stories, and the examples they provide are Discworld, the Hyborian Age from Conan the Barbarian, Arrakis from Dune, Tamriel from the Elder Scrolls, and things like that. They didn't mention middle, Tolkien. Middle, middle Earth. Middle okay. Earth is the the last in this little list of like half a dozen places. Well, that makes <laughs> sense because that's the trap you can fall into. Like Tolkien did, you make a fake world and you put a good story in it, and then you're like, mm, really want to go back to that fake world and deal with more bullshit there, and you start mm. writing about that way too much. <laughs> I was the reason that I had this conversation with friends the other day about world building is because I was saying I don't think that J.R.R. Tolkien was a good writer. He was a very good world builder, and he wrote very badly. Yeah, that's pretty fair. <clears throat> I think that is a trap that a lot of up-and-coming writers fall into, mm -hmm. I think, as evidenced by the fact that this wiki even exists. Yes. Because people want to make these intricate worlds, but then they have absolutely no concept yeah. of what to put in them. Terry Pratchett so wrote a bit about this once, and I think he got it right. I'm biased, because I love Terry Pratchett so much. But he said, like, if you had a huge city the size of London, but they didn't really have a plumbing system like, how would life look there? And he says stuff like that gives him ideas for his stories. And I think that's as far as you should go with world building, really. Yeah, they had a very interesting part uh, on My Brother, My Brother and Me with Patrick Rothfuss, who writes uh, fantasy novels, where he talked about how the way that he thinks world building can work, the only way it can work is everyone is sort of fascinated with certain aspects of our own world, and mm -hmm. you have to start building your new world from the thing that you are obsessed with in our world. Yeah. So, like, Terry Pratchett was very interested in things civics. like civics and, like, uh, the engineering of, like, a city and things like that. And it's very mm -hmm. obvious in his books that that's... And in the same way, J.R.R. Tolkien was obsessed with languages, and it's very obvious that that's the seed that started Middle-Earth. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that those are the best stories, because you see a lot of people trying to emulate those things, but, but not using something that they love, and so it's like, yeah. this is very boring. Yeah, they really want to get into, like, for instance, in Star Wars, all that fucking Senate politics bullshit. Yes. I don't get the feeling anyone loved that. They just thought that that was important for some reason. I think that the uh, new Lucasfilm team kind of dispensed with the politics aspects a little haphazardly, because it wasn't that the move, the, that like, you shouldn't just have a fictional world that doesn't have politics. Mm. Uh, but also, George Lucas was very bad at presenting it. I think he did the right thing, because what he was interested in was politics. Like, the prequels are all about George Bush, but he's not a very good filmmaker, so he wasn't able to, like, hone that idea into watchable films. Well, yeah, he and, wasn't good at making that, the make thing that sense. The thing that makes the original trilogy so interesting is that there is a huge political struggle going mm -hmm. on, and we see a little bit about it, but we experience it from the point of view of characters who aren't 
necessarily directly influencing it a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, the thing that makes Luke Skywalker such an interesting character is the fact that he deals with the outcome of political struggle and the repercussions, but he's not, like, walking into the Senate and yelling, like, you guys need to make these laws, because that's very boring. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it's not relatable, because we hate politics and care (laughs) about it, but we don't have any way to influence it. We just have to deal with the outcome. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, I just think the the misstep for the new ones was it had a whole new political paradigm that we, the audience, didn't understand, and no one in the movies explained what was going on at all. Yeah. The new, new ones? Yeah, the new, new ones. Because, like, we get Evil Empire scrappy rebels. Totally understand that. We get Republic in their waning days, maybe about to succumb to fascism. And that's the previous two trilogies. This one, it was like, who's the government? Why does the First Order have power at all? What's going on? And they did, like, not enough... Well, they didn't show us enough of the world building that I assume somebody must have done in the pre-production for those movies. This is why I think it's a bit of a moving target, because I think they had enough politics without too much, because I didn't want any more, certainly. But you, who likes the Star Wars universe, wanted more to put it in more context. Yeah, Um, I wanted to know, like, what's happening, like, why is this rogue state that looks exactly like the Empire doing anything and are around, and why aren't they fighting them, and, like, how did they get so much money. I think you could have presented that in a way that would have been interesting even to someone like Louisa. Um, I'm very by, a, a real dinkus? <laughs> yeah, a real ding-dong like Louisa. Um, by having Ray be a more grounded character, because the other thing that I think is a misstep, I like the new Star Wars movies, but mm-hmm. I think Ray isn't relatable enough to be the character that the audience identifies with, and I guess Finn would be, but he's embroiled enough in everything that he kind of knows what's going on. See, I, I like I liked the fact that Luke Skywalker often was like, wait, who's this guy? <laughs> what's yeah. happening? I, I just like want Ray someone to be as confused as I am in the new ones. <laughs> Ray is often confused. She didn't even know about the Force. Yeah, I mean, no, I no, under- The Force is the only thing that I as the audience already know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. The Force doesn't really change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, it's- if been like, If they've been like, oh, well, you need to pick up this scrap because of the- um, you know, you're just eking out a living, and then a stormtrooper shows up, and then she's like, who's this guy? I don't know anything about history. Someone explain to me why stormtroopers are. Then we could have gotten that whole story, and it would have been interesting to the character, and thus to us. True. Uh, I mean, there's. N- it's very hard to make a sci-fi character more relatable than Luke Skywalker, who's just a dumbass that wants to play with his toys and fix cars with his friends, but his uncle wants him to work on the farm. It's like... That's happening in space, and it's like, that was every story in the 20th century, was some variation of, I just want to get out of my small town. Yeah, Yeah, so it's baffling to me that the people who write Star Wars, who love to rehash the same old dross over and over again, didn't rehash the good thing, which was making an everyman main character. I think Rey's an everyman. She's She's absolutely not! She's, she's very cool. She's a Harry desert Potter survivalist, master martial artist man wizard. Who doesn't know anything, but then it turns out that you were the chosen one. Um, I'm doing this new thing where I just keep talking, even though you're trying to talk <laughs> over the point I'm making. She's, she starts the movie being able to. Uh, like, disassemble high technology, surf down sand dunes, and do martial arts better than an entire army. Yeah, like Harry Potter, exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, Harry Potter sucks as a main character, too! <laughs> I no, don't, don't think that 
I don't think that that type of main character sucks, but I think that it is a very hard thing to pull off when you're trying to reintroduce this pre-existing franchise after 30 years. Like, I think Rey is great. I think it's really cool that she's good at stuff. I don't relate to her because I'm not an orphan from a desert planet and I'm not good at anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that there has to be a middle ground. I always think about you guys, have you guys watched the Red Letter Media reviews of the the prequel trilogy? I watched the first one a bunch of times. I know I've watched the second and third, but I don't remember them. They're very funny. Louisa, you probably haven't watched this. You don't do a lot of YouTubing. I said I didn't. I just said it. Oh, okay. okay. It's anyway. also as long as the movie itself, and it's yes. just a review of it. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's very funny, though, except there are some weird parts in there where, like, he is pretending that he murdered his wife, and I don't like that. But Oh, yeah, I've you seen can... some of this guy's work before. He kept making jokes about Rihanna being beaten up by Chris Brown, and I was like, yeah. well, fuck this Jeez. guy forever, I guess. Yeah, I don't I think did. I got into any of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Luckily, all the stuff I watched of his was from before any of that, and now I'm sad that I'm about to talk about it, but I will say, uh, he did t- like, one of the things he said on it is uh, every movie needs to have a protagonist. Uh, it's a guy who is, like, a guy that we relate to, and we experience the world through his eyes, and without that, a lot of this Star Wars-y sci-fi crap makes no sense, and that's true. That's 100% the thing that's missing. Yeah. I... I mean, yeah, I I think that just because the movies are more comprehensible than the prequels, they can get away with having less of a relatable protagonist, which the prequels arguably don't have a protagonist until halfway through the second one. Who is it? Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi? It's eventually Anakin, halfway through the second one. That but can't be true. <laughs> the first the first one just has no protagonist. Yeah, there's. this is the thing, because I feel like the, the biggest, and indeed the most correct criticism of the, the prequel trilogy was that they needed to draw down the scope of the story and make it more personal. And I think mm-hmm. they did a very good job of doing that with these new ones, but the the other thing is they did they don't have a good pro uh, they don't have a good protagonist and they still don't <laughs> that's have a good ruined your brain now <laughs> yeah you almost did it uh, so I'm I'm in this constructed worlds wiki and I've clicked through to some of the things yes the the top two are kingdom of Iv- kingdom of Sierra and then Ivalis okay and that's I know that's Ivalis. that's not Ivalis from Final Fantasy it's not no <laughs> wait yeah I was gonna also say, I think I expected this to be all stuff that like, like District 13 from uh, uh, fucking uh, shit. What the fuck is happening? Hunger Games? Brain. Hunger Games! Yeah, I'm okay. like Catching Fire, Mocking Jake, no, none of those. Uh, but yeah, something like that that you'd already know about. It's a lot of fan-constructed stuff, I guess, right? It's exclusively like shit. worlds worlds that people have made for this wiki oh, that maybe God. they write stories where they take place, but those stories aren't on here. So none of these are worlds... None of these are successfully constructed worlds. None of these are none- constructed worlds where you'd be like, oh, this is the world in which Wild Wild West is set. Yeah, none of none of these <laughs> is the like... spiders. <laughs> exactly. None of them is Discworld or ta- Tatooine. Yeah. This okay. sucks. <laughs> none of this is interesting. Well, we have to do our randoms now, yes, don't we? I suppose that's true. So I got uh, Department of Education, Ivalis. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh yeah, really because take it over, I guess. this <laughs> top one, oh. this top one is number is by number of pages. Ivalis mm-hmm. has five hundred eight pages. Jesus 
So this is just the Department of Education. Mm. Who's uh, the Secretary of Education in Ivalis these days? Uh, agency executive Setsuna Izumi. Oh, okay. Uh, that is a link that is not a link. It's in red. <laughs> so the page doesn't exist for Setsuna. Is it some kind of rabbit person? I still think it might be the one, the Ivalis from Final Fantasy. Mm, yeah, probably. Uh, the symbol of maybe the whole world or just the Department of Education is a flag that is blue, then white, then yellow with a green pinwheel on it. And then the other half is a book with a scroll and an inkwell for education. Um, I think that it is a little upsetting if you look at the racial demographics of these uh, constructed worlds because they are all extremely majority white more so than the United States. Yeah, I was going to say similarly, clicking through random pages on this, um, it's upsetting to me how obviously <coughs> a lot of the names are white people trying to recreate the sounds of Asian languages, and yeah. that's not good. Yeah, also, none of this is connected to anything, so, like, where is this place? There's no way to find out. <laughs> There's a map. There's a map that's oh, in the Atlantic Ocean. Great. <laughs> and a lot of them don't do a good job of linking you to what fictional world they're in. So, for instance, I clicked on random, and I got East Central Park Manor, and it's a it's a house in New York City. <laughs> it Great. could be a real house. It's not. I'm sure it's not, but it, <laughs> fine. It's where the Green Goblin lives. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently my favorite superhero slash supervillain, because I mention him all the goddamn time. It's true. Guys, when I used to take the train from New Jersey, to go to our friend Phil's apartment, I would pass yeah, by the Ghostbusters building every time, nice. and boy, that is always did a you, thrill. Did you leave a rose? Did you leave a Slimer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I left a slimed rose for our fallen comrades, the Ghostbusters. I just left a bunch of wet hot dogs. <laughs> Thank you for your service, Peter Venkman. Oh, man, I would actually, that would be very, very, very funny to me if people started pretending that the Ghostbusters had been real and that the, action, the things that happened in that movie really happened. Yeah, they died in a Ghostbusting accident in 2010. Yeah, I was going to say they died during 9-11. <laughs> my god that's the joke I was gonna make but was not brave oh, enough no, you, Sorry, you know who would know. be brave enough the Ghostbusters yeah, they didn't hesitate yeah. they ran towards the danger <laughs> oh man it's funny if, if we could take the 9-11 stuff back out of it it's still a very funny joke though yes, <laughs> that you'd leave a whole bunch of roses and hot dogs and stuff for them <laughs> at their firehouse yeah oh, we just man, we need to the day they died and then we just start having a candlelight vigil at that <laughs> that house every I don't know if the firehouse is still there. I meant Dana's apartment building. Uh, well, that's fine, too. Okay. Um, yeah, we should put up a plaque that just says, In Memoriam, the Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes, that would be a very funny joke. Somebody do that. I'll come. Okay. I don't want to do any of the work, but I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah, you got it, man. Um, I got <sighs> a page. Oh, wait, are you done with the Department of Education, Louisa? I guess so. There's not really very much to go on here, and it's super boring, so sure. I I kept clicking random pages till I got something that sounded fun, and I got Faceless Ladies. Ooh. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, they are the guardians of the Barball Library, so that means something to 
to someone, for are sure. Are they real ladies? Are they, like, robots? Or what's their deal? Uh, during the day, they appear as statues covering their face. Okay, so this is just weeping angels. Okay, great. Covering their faces with their veils and hands. Uh, they have two pairs of small angel-like wings. Uh, but, but, yeah, this is this is the other problem with this Constructed Worlds wiki, is that people think that they were inspired by fictional worlds, but they're actually just ripping off directly <laughs> from those worlds. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine in your D&D campaign, but, uh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> one of the pages that I rejected when I did my random clicking was a one that was called the Element Dra- Elemental Dragons from something or whatever, um, and I was like, oh, this might be fun, and I started reading it, and it was just a description of the plot of Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> yeah. Great. A lot of these writers are probably mm, 14 years old, and when you're 14, you really think you are coming out with an original idea when you're just copying something you saw. Yes. Oh, no, no, no. In my world, they're called water bonders because they bond with the water. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, if you look at the top one, it is Kingdom of Sierra, and it is someone has, who has imagined the western part of the United States being an autonomous um, pan-Asian immigrant uh, country. Ruled it provides by Bigfoots? The, what? Ruled by Bigfoots, I hope? Uh, oh, that would be great. Uh, <laughs> but only if the Bigfoots are white, because the ethnic group oh, is 46% white, 27% Asian, 20% mixed or other. Uh, so this is definitely a white person are who there any wants Latino? to have a Japanese girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> are there any Latinx people here at all? Uh, no, actually, 5% black, 1% native Sierran, 1% native Hawaiian slash Pacific oh, Islander. Oh, you genocided a lot to <laughs> get that land then yeah Yeah, i like even the u.s didn't do it that hard yeah jesus oh that's no good now should i put the hours of life minutes into a prank of creating a new kingdom of sierra on here that is uh guybrush threepwood and uh manny Mm -hmm. calavera from uh yes uh, Grim Fandango. The Incredible Machine where you put together Rube Goldberg stuff. Yes, and Uh, just make it all the Sierra games. Yukon Trail? Was that one of theirs? Hold on. Grim Fandango is definitely a LucasArts. Yeah, was, uh, but Sierra published LucasArts games, I think? Hold on. Ooh, I, I need to look know. it up. Loom yeah, definitely I don't think they... Sierra. Game. I just remember that cute little monster, that fluffy monster that would say Sierra when you booted up the games. Yes. And that stick figure that George Lucas himself drew that would dance around for LucasArts. Oh, yeah. List of Sierra Entertainment video games. Here mm-hmm. we go. Yeah, get into Mystery it. Mystery House. Love it. I don't remember that you one. You know that one? Oh, wait, this is chronological, so it's going to be a while before we get to anything good. Yeah, that is under, in the section, they do a section at the bottom. Yeah. That is under high-res adventures. <laughs> okay, uh, the first one on here, I mean, they did, like, Ultima yeah, and yeah. Frogger. Oh, Frogger would be a fun one. A whole government dedicated to Frogger. I think they must have just ported Frogger, though, right? I think that's a Konami game. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Get into the good stuff. Uh, get into the game. Yeah. Get your Police quest, space quest, king's quest, king's leisure quest. suit yeah. Larry. Yeah, leisure of course. Larry, yes. That's the one. Yeah, <laughs> leisure suit Larry, the secretary of state in the kingdom of Sierra. Now, oh, could God. you make a game which is just melding leisure suit Larry with Cool World? Uh, uh, you wouldn't. It would be Cool World. <laughs> yeah, then you you would, it would be a world you could lift. Be indistinguishable from the pre-existing both properties. <laughs> They're the same. Now, Brad Pitt is not in leisure suit Larry. Shit. I'm so- not yet. How- what? Played them all. Maybe not how you play it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, he hasn't been in movies for a while. I bet you can get him for cheap now. Oh, yeah, man. he was in Deadpool two for free. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would genuinely love to write a whole world that was like Kingdom Hearts, but for Sierra games. Yes. <laughs> uh, I love the, uh, the concept of doing Kingdom Hearts, but for something else is really pleasant to me. There's something, there would be, it would actually be great and a very Sierra thing to do, actually, to make a Kingdom Hearts game, but all of the properties, quote unquote, are not real. Yes. <laughs> God, that would be insufferable to play, because the only thing joyful about Kingdom Hearts is going, oh, hey, I saw that movie. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Correct. Uh, I think that it would be fun to do one where it's Looney Tunes, and you go and travel to all the different Dragon Quest games, and you're friends with them. What? Because it's it's Disney and Final Fantasy is Kingdom Hearts, Uh so we have to do the second tier for both, and it's Looney Tunes and Dragon Quest. (laughs) Fuck, that's weird. <laughs> but the thing is, Final Fantasy is not a, a huge part of the worlds that you visit in. Oh, right, yeah. So you would just be friends with, like, Erdrick. Yeah. Uh, like, and then you would like go a- to the different Looney Tunes yeah. universes. Like, I need to go beat the shit out of Elmer Fudd. Come on, slime. <laughs> or I guess you would travel around with. Uh, Donald Duck, and who would be the third Looney Tune? Surely if- Daffy Duck, not Donald Duck. Sorry, Daffy Duck, I confuse them. You would travel around with Daffy Duck. As and maybe who- for comic relief? I mean, Warner Brothers is pig. really a, a duology, right? It's Bugs and Daffy, and then everyone else is no, below Porky that. Pig. Porky Porky pig. Yeah, okay, so you would travel around with Porky and Daffy, mm-hmm. and Bugs would be off somewhere. He's the king in this one. Yes. Uh, sure. And you would go into Warner Brothers movies. Okay. Space Jam. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Absolutely Space Jam would be one of the movies, for sure. Now I have to look up a list of Warner Brothers movies. Hold on. Oh, it starts in the 1910s. (laughs) Oh, shit. Can we limit it to, like, the 80s and 90s? (laughs) Oh um, boy, there's they made well, so many movies in the 30s. Holy oh crap! God, actually, this would be great because you could visit Harry Potter and the Casablanca. <laughs> this is too big of a scope, I think. Gremlins, arsenic, and old lace. Wizard of Oz. Robin Hood. That's the crossover point. You have. Robin Hood and the Fox Robin Hood. Treasure of the Sierra Madre. The Matrix. (laughs) Yeah, that would be awesome. I would love to see... the gag where Daffy Duck and Porky Pig would tre- would uh, put on their Matrix costumes for going to that world would be very fun. This is a great idea for a movie. <laughs> yeah, okay, start writing it. Yeah, we accidentally did a good job in my joke for <laughs> the best video game franchise of all time. Here's yeah. the problem, you can't really shop this idea around. You really need one specific studio to buy it <laughs> Listen, Warner Brothers, you give me my money or I'll take this to another place. <laughs> like, I know that you're you're thinking, this can't possibly work, but there will be a police academy world. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You've forgotten course. about Beetlejuice world, though. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so if we were actually going to do it, Beetlejuice world would be in there for sure. Yes. Probably Goonies world would be one of them. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome? 
I mean, that's a good world. I feel yeah. like the characters aren't as recognizable, though. Uh, you know what? They'd probably go for Fury Road instead. Oh, shit. Warner Brothers owns all of the Lego properties media rights. You could do a Lego world for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what? Wait, hold on. We're idiots. They already did this. It's called Lego Dimensions. <laughs> there's not a. There's no uh, Looney Tunes component to that. I'm pretty sure. Did, is there not a Looney Tunes bin to, to get things? I know that you can make Sonic go hang out with Dumbledore. Okay. <laughs> I have I have always wanted that. <laughs> I know that you've written all of that slash fiction. <laughs> Could you do... I feel like there are so many movies in this universe we would need to start merging them together. Mm-hmm. So, here's the question. Could you merge Beetlejuice and Scooby-Doo? Easily, yeah. They already take place in the same universe as far as I'm concerned. Yes, for sure. Could you merge The Fugitive and Goonies? Yes! <laughs> It's all, like, dank caves. Yeah, it's all about uh, jumping out of water pipes. I have yeah. not seen any, either movie. No, I've seen we're obviously combining both of those movies, though. We're combining Goonies and Gremlins, and it's going to be called Groomlins. <laughs> Groomlins sounds like the equivalent of Bridezilla's. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's too stupid. <laughs> Oh god! Uh, I'm gonna start. Uh, as I get more into wedding planning, I'm gonna start referring to myself as a groom. <laughs> god. Oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. No, this is Jeff, the end of the you episode. Never said what your random page uh, was? <laughs> 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 Oh, do I have to click a random page? Yeah, it feels like we can't. Do it. Hurry it up. Where is the random button here? Under explore. Oh, there it is. You have to do it before Matt stops laughing. Okay, the Artemis system. It's a uh, space thing. Oh, cool. A space thing. We haven't had one of those. Yeah, it's just a list of planets in this space thing. <laughs> uh, I'm going to drop it in the thing, and then we're going to end the show. <laughs> Uh, why is Artemis often such a space thing? I feel like Artemis is the, the like Greek god that is always associated with various space things. I think because a lot of the sci-fi. actual NASA programs used you know Greek and Roman god names, but they didn't use Artemis, did they? Yeah, probably. I think they didn't, so I think that's why. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you for answering my question. <laughs> that genuinely did answer it. <laughs> Uh, so weirdly, Looney Tunes was not one of the properties in Lego Dimensions. <laughs> Even though Ghostbusters and E.T. were. Oh, man. Was oh, Jaws? Warner Brothers anyway. owns Jaws, right? What? Warner Brothers owns Jaws? No, that's Universal. Yeah, Jaws, oh, is, okay. Jaws is a Universal monster. We've discussed this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But you could do. You should do Exorcist, Beetlejuice, and Scooby Doo. All on one world, for sure. I would, I would love for Scooby-Doo, uh, in a Scooby-Doo movie, to go interact with the Exorcist or the Blair Witch. That would be fun for me. Yeah, and then they fight against Beetlejuice. Uh-huh. This is a great movie. This is Are they gonna make movie. a Beetlejuice 2? Beetle-2s? <laughs> Yeah, they talked about it. I think they were in production. They might it might still be coming out soon. Yeah. Is this going to be one of those movies where it's rumored for thirty years well, and then suddenly we get a trailer and it's coming out next week? Hold okay. on, didn't we hear about it when Alec Baldwin shot his mouth off about how great it is they were making it? Because he shoots his mouth off about a lot of stuff, and yeah, then people true. are like, "Oh, we're not actually doing that. Don't listen, to Alec." So. I, also, he wouldn't. He definitely wouldn't be in it because <laughs> ghosts wouldn't age. 
Ooh, good point. Well, the Terminator um, fucking aged. <laughs> they figured that out, so I don't see what Yeah, because he has he has real human skin, and skin ages, even if it's on a robot. Are you that telling me so that stupid. Tim Burton wouldn't love the idea of putting a bunch of, like, rotting flesh makeup on him and Gina Davis and being like, oh, it turns out ghosts actually decompose? He that would, would actually that. be- that would be the way to do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I'm gonna propose one more combination of worlds, and I want you to come with me here when I say Lego and in. Sure. That's Bionicle. That's exactly what uh, (laughs) the Doctor Strange movie was, if you recall. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm going for. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good. I like it. All right. Well, oh, thanks Jesus. everyone for listening. I'm sorry that I had a nervous breakdown. I'm gonna die. It's the funniest joke I think we've ever made on this podcast. And I appreciate you guys coming along with it. Uh, please, if you want to get in touch with us, you can uh, tweet at us. We're on Twitter at the Hack the Net. You can email us at Seeing Reddit. Um, please tell your friends about us. Rate and review us on iTunes. If you want to reach out to me, I'm uh, on Mastodon at Matt Heron at Mastodon.cloud. You can reach me by email jeff at coolmemes.biz you can find me on mastodon mastodon.cloud slash at jk not mastodon.social slash at jk that's a different guy who's much more famous than me um patreon.com slash jeff jk instagram and snapchat are both jeff jk uh oh i don't know how we would get this to these fans i guess we'll probably tweet out you know what? Here, DM us on Twitter if you want a link to the new Discord that one of our fans made oh, yeah. for uh, this podcast and Creepypodsta, and we will send you a link to that. And How I will send a, a link to my co-hosts as yeah, well. Yeah, I was going to say, who do I have to email? <laughs> Uh, is that it for... Yeah, that's all my things. Okay, so you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. Thanks to the folks who've been tweeting about us. Thanks to at Dusty Gulch. Yeah. Thanks to at Sam I am 1566465. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thanks to at Der Marchen Koenig. Oh, um, and thanks to... Oh, we already did that one. Okay, thanks to you guys. Appreciate it. Um, I, I think people are starting to get on board with our new format, which is great because our new format makes me a lot happier. <laughs> Yeah, so, me too. I yeah, I feel like it's much more positive. We did a good job. Good job, everyone. Although we did successfully not talk about it for a full hour this time. I know, but we had so many better things to talk about. And honestly, <laughs> if we talked about this, it would have just been us making fun of 14-year-olds' creative endeavors, and I was not super on board with that. Okay, that's fair. <clears throat> so, uh, all right. Thanks, everyone. Please come back next week. Uh, in the meantime, don't forget about us, your net nannies. This is our world now, the world of the electron and the switch. We exist without skin color, without nationality, nationality, without religious bias. And you call us criminals. Yes, I am a criminal. My crime is that of curiosity. Now you're playing with superpower. It's the Hacker Manifesto from the 1990 film, 1995 film Hackers. Uh, it's a bit long. <laughs> <laughs>